Hi everyone, this is Diavolt and Alex. Hey. Welcome to our very first video podcast. I hope you are going to enjoy it um, and find it very useful, get some information. Um, one of the first topics that we'll be discussing is um, just likely touching on the distemper situation currently being uh, seen in Dubai. Um, and then we're going to focus on specifically our um, evaluation, meet and greet um, protocol and process and the reasoning behind it. So um, I'm going to hand over the, the topic of distemper quickly over to Alex so that he can give you more or less a brief overview of what we have seen um, and what information we have received from a lot of very, very respected vets uh, in Dubai that we have the fortunate um, position to have great relationships with. Yeah, so obviously we've had a lot of questions from, from you guys the last few weeks. Rightly um, so, it is very concerning. Obviously, yeah, yeah, sort of a bit concerned or worried or not, not sure what's going on. Um, whether you should be concerned or worried, which is which is natural. So, and in turn, whether we should be concerned as well, considering we we have to look after our facility and yeah. the the guests that we look after. Yeah, and obviously, like you're you're entrusting your dogs with us, so we we want to educate ourselves as best as possible to um, keep to up to date. You. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we've tried not to comment too much on it till till now, just because there's been so many unknowns a lot of conflicting opinions as to what's causing it or why it's why there's higher numbers than 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 usual um obviously we know distemper is not not a new virus it's, it's something that dogs are vaccinated for along with with everything else it just seems like uh, obviously last few weeks the there's been a bit of a a, a surge in, in numbers and um, there is also from what i understand there is a, a concern that it might might possibly but there is no not not really any surety about it that it's a, it might be a new strain but this comes all in the in um the, the space of the the um the rumors that that is going along at this point in time mm. and yeah we don't want to we don't want to cause any panic but at the same time we don't want to downplay anything um we know a lot of dogs have been have been affected by it um, we, we send our heartfelt thoughts yeah. and prayers to them it is a horrible thing to to have to go through both for owner as well as for the dog themselves um especially especially seeing as it's such a low low survival rate that goes along with being infected so it is something to take very seriously um but we do feel at this point in time that we are taking, we have been taking the right steps even before this occurred. Um, so tell us a little bit, bit more about what, the, what you have now, um, what information, Alex, you have received from the vets that you have had spoken to um, over the past couple of um, days and weeks. Mm. So um, we're still still not really too much of a like a correlation whether it's affecting certain dogs certain ages um, certain areas I mean obviously we we know that a lot of the the cases started in in a specific area of Dubai um, um, obviously we don't know if that's just a coincidence or something else um, with with a lot of these things where it comes to like immunity to to diseases it does often affect younger dogs more just because they they haven't either they haven't had their full course of 
um, vaccinations or they're they've only had one or two sort of yearly vaccinations so they haven't built up the antibodies and the immunity to it yet um, but of course I think there has also been a couple of cases where it's affecting older dogs or older dogs are showing to have low immunity so again it's a bit hard to make any like real um, sort of conclusions uh, conclusions yeah. as to to that whether oh, my your dog is safe because of this like we we don't we don't know just just yet so we we have been informed that the Dubai municipality at this point in time is keeping a close eye on um, the situation but unfortunately when it comes to these things there's no centralized entity that we can go to whom can speak towards this topic so it's very much a, a case of us, us having to contact various organizations various institutions and various clinics to try and see what is what is what is being experienced by them mm. so i mean so to touch wood with with fetch we haven't had any any cases with the dogs um that come to us uh, so far and i i have to personally say that it I attribute that to the fact that um, our policies and procedures that we have put in places, uh, we've gotten a lot of flack for it from from some some people. But because it is so stringent and so so difficult, and uh, it is asking a lot. But um, we do believe that one of the reasons why this is the case is because we are, in actual fact, taking that position of being the mentor, being the educator for our for our owners, for our um, pet parents, um, and ensuring that we have everything in place to cover the dogs. Um, and we, we hope in that way, we have displayed that for us, our number one priority is the health and well-being of the, the fetch players that come to, to our facility. Mm. And um, yes, yeah, so many of you remember last year when we had a similar thing with Parvo, uh, we started recommending for especially the younger dogs um, to get the VaxiCheck test, um, which is what a lot of people are recommending now because um, it does it does cover parvo, hepatitis, and distemper. So you're checking checking your immunity for, for all three of those. So yeah, at the at the time actually, we we had put so much focus on the parvo that uh, I think a lot of our our customers. Uh, their parents didn't realize that this vaccine check is also helping in checking the the antibodies for both hepatitis as well as distemper in addition to parvo um, and th that therefore i understand why we have gotten some some inquiries from parents who's actually submitted those documents to us already and have shown that they have the immunity needed to be able to be social and safe because mm. so yeah, as we said, there's not a there's not like a central um, place which has all the information for this. We're having to gather information from from various places, and we've spoken to a number of vets um, to get a, a, a get a, a sort of a, a broad idea of, of what's going on. And I mean, the, the the one constant is to 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 try and get the the vaccine check test, um, it, which obviously, as you say, it checks the the immunity levels, um, and if you and then if you require any any boosters now obviously we understand a, lo a lot of places are sold out of these or they're struggling to get stock because of the demand so obviously we we understand that it's not easy to to get a hold of those um but at the same time we we as we said we are at least at 
ahead of the curve mm. where majority of our our dogs already had received the vaccine check last year mm. um, and therefore it's we have not handled the situation with as much urgency because you are already covered um, obviously the, the the clients who have registered in the first part of this year um, they have also had no issues with our ruling to to also include the vaccine check it's only been the past couple of weeks where we've had have had a struggle um, where some some people have struggled to to find a vet that has the vaccine check however we've been able to um, see quite a few few clients um, find vets who have some in stock although very limited yeah we just Obviously, you recommend speaking to your vet, um, see when they're next getting stock in, if you can reserve um, reserve one, um, or just calling around other vets to see if they have anything and, and getting that done um, uh, as soon as possible. Obviously, we recommended it for, for the younger dogs, um, as we said, where they maybe haven't built up the, the immunity at the time. Um, but definitely, um, if you're concerned, if you ha and have dogs of other ages, then if you can get hold of one, then by all means, your own peace of mind mm -hmm. um, we've also been talking about uh, boosters and things just to see um, whether dogs should be getting boosters it seems to be a, again people are saying different things have different advice the most um, I guess balanced and, and logical advice that we've seen is to to look at for younger dogs two to three years old if you're uh, around six months out from the getting the yearly vaccinations redone then to to go and get a booster um, and then for other dogs um, if you're around three months out from the from the, um, the yearly vaccination then just to go now and get it done get it done early um, instead of instead of just waiting until um, later on or waiting until you get the, the immunity uh, result so I think that's a good sort of um, course of course of action yes um, for now just in just just until there's a regular stock of the vaccine check or until hopefully this this sort of dies down and goes away um in, interestingly the vast majority of the vets we've spoken to have either had zero cases or only like maybe one or two cases um again we don't know if there's any conclusions that we can draw from that um but it does it does um suggest that maybe the the numbers are not as high as as have been people are saying again we're not we don't want to downplay anything because obviously even one dog being affected by it is, is awful. one too many yeah, exactly we, we don't want that to happen so um so and this this is definitely but in saying so we also don't want to make everyone have a false sense of security however our main priority is to ensure that you have peace of mind knowing that uh, we are having constant communication with vets and we are um, ensuring that we if if there is an event that we need to be concerned about that we are at the at the, the front of it and getting that information through because of the fact that we are dealing with populations that need protection mm. And, and for any of you who, who are still bringing your dogs to fetch or, or uh, are in two minds about whether you should be putting them into to daycare or boarding. So we, our, our sort of standard operating procedures are designed to, um, 
negate the, the transmission of these sort of diseases as much as we can. Um, that comes down from everything to the cleaning, um, even down to health checks. Um, many of you will know we'll, we'll do health checks throughout the day with the dogs that are here um, and, and obviously our cleaning process as well. So on top of what we normally do, we've obviously asked our staff and handlers to, to look out for the, the sort of early signs of distemper, um, like the discharge from the, the eyes and the nose, things like that. Um, so obviously if we did see anything like that, then we can sort of isolate them and, and remove them from the facility as soon as possible so they can see a, see a vet. Um, of course, this is where we also rely on you as our customer, it not bringing your dog to, to fetch if you think or you suspect that your dog is falling ill whether it's just a normal cold and flu we highly recommend just then going to the vets making sure that everything is in order and ensuring that your dog does not come to fetch for at least 10 days after any type of symptoms have have stopped uh, in that way communicable diseases will then be stopped in its tract um, there's this saying in the industry that um, we don't we don't hold little potion potion bottles of illness it does it, it gets brought into the facility and this is where we are totally and completely dependent and reliant on you to ensure that your dog is fully healthy ensure that your dog is fit to come and play and socialize so we do really encourage you to be considerate when 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 um, it comes to their health and this this kind of leans into our policies with regards to the waiting period before dogs come after their boosters with um, specifically uh, the the kennel cough that's a that's a, a live vaccination uh, we've had so much flack with regards to the waiting period where you have to if it's a booster you have to wait uh, wait seven 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 days uh, with, with the initial vaccination you have to wait 21 days and the primary reason primary reason for this is because it's a live vaccination it can have your dog start showing the symptoms of kennel cough but it also because it's live it will shed as your body deals with the 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 the, the kennel cough vaccination and can in turn make other dogs around them sick and this is one of the reasons why we always encourage people to wait that period at the moment the 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 vets that we have spoken to have encouraged some people after they've received the booster when the um, antibody test shows that it's not good enough for them to wait two to four weeks so uh, that is something that we'll be taking into consideration um, in the future at this point in time though our waiting list is uh, heading to four weeks uh, of waiting to um, join fetch so that does fall into uh, fall nicely into what to expect other new dogs coming in with their protection as well um, and with that let's let's go into the evaluation process um, when it comes to um, fetch one of the things that people can that i am incredibly proud of and people people have have given us a bit of hardships over is our extensive evaluation and assessment process um, Alex, give us a, give us a, an idea more or less of what's the what's what do people have to expect to face when they are interested to join fetch and start bringing their dogs to fetch mm. so yeah as you touched on before we we do have a, a bit of a waiting list at the moment so 
the way the way we do it is we'll always have a sort of initial questionnaire just to get a bit of basic information about your your dog and their history um, and then after that um, once we we have a slot open up for for assessments we have a more in-depth questionnaire which really goes into um, the details about the, the dog, like the, any particular behavior traits, um, when it comes to, to food, to play, um, when they're upset, these sort of things, um, the history of their socialization, whether it's been at other daycare facilities or parks or, or, or nothing at all in some cases. Um, it's, it's just for us to get a really good picture of, of your dog and get to know it as much as possible even before we, we meet. Um, and this is just helps us tailor their experience and um, especially on the first day of the first few days so we're not we're not putting them in situations that we already know is gonna is gonna set them up to fail yeah, like stress stress them out we of course we we want to we want to be be open to to all dogs um, so we don't want to yeah as you say we don't want to set them up to Mm. Um, one of one of the as one of the parts of the second questionnaire that you can expect to receive after we've established a day that will will be uh, will be available to you to bring your dog for the first day of assessment is establishing any past training or current training protocols. Um, we are a proudly force free facility. Um, it's it's something that is. Uh, is ingrained in how we choose to handle and deal with drugs um, and one of the reasons why that is an int integral part of our assessment is to ensure that we know that um, if your dog has been trained in any other way that will not be a fit right fit for us because it is like speaking two different languages we speak one language then the dog speaks another language and in that way we are concerned that we won't be able to handle or manage dogs that's been taught a different way of thinking uh, so that's one of the things that is very important for us to to be able to see is if a dog has been trained if it's force free techniques it's fantastic because that is the way that we handle dogs and how we can understand and how they can understand us when we deal with them as well. Um, so yeah, so once we've 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 got all of that down, then we will we'll schedule the the meet and greet. So that's the the first of our four day uh, evaluation. Yes, that's right. Four days. Uh, <laughs> this is this is one thing that a lot of people struggle with as well, because a lot of other facilities do offer a thirty minute assessment. They 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 throw the dog into a play area with other dogs. They look at how it behaves, and usually it's a thumbs up, and you're you're set set and all good to go. Because we are force free, this is one thing that we have worked towards. As you know, previously we, we were doing four hours assessments. Um, this primarily was because of the fact that we do believe it, you cannot judge a dog within the thir first 30 minutes of the, them being in the facility. It's like us going to a club and your your behavior is judged within the first 30 minutes and you being expected to greet and say hello to everyone in the room it's it's very very um un, unfair towards the dogs and this this is why at first we had done done for uh, for the four hours um but now we have moved to 
four days specifically because we want to ensure that we are also in addition to assessing we are building the groundwork for the for for the dog to be able to understand the lingo and the the jargon and the 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 ways in which our handlers are dealing with the dogs in the group setting tell us a little bit more about 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 that and the the different stages and phases yeah so as you said we touched on the the meet and greet which is the first day so this is this is a four-hour session where it is very much a case of just giving a slow introduction um to each dog to the facility um just to gauge their their initial sort of um, behavior in, in there because some some dogs are maybe they're used to daycare or they're super sociable and they'll go straight in and play with everyone that's and it's easy some dogs take a bit more time um, to I guess get used to their surroundings figure out where they are gain their confidence that we feel that four-hour period just gives us enough time just to sort of get a initial um, uh, sort of view on, on, on each on each dog and how they they behave so We'll be looking in that time to see, looking for body language, stress signals, um, how they play with other dogs, how they interact with other dogs, how they interact with uh, people, so the handlers. Um, really just to make sure that they are ready to, to come into to a daycare environment because it isn't, it isn't easy for some dogs. It, it's, it's obviously lots of new dogs that they don't know lots of people they don't know they're not with their owners which new is, environment which is, which is some dogs that are, are always with their owners in some capacity um different smells different sounds all these sort of things it can be it's a lot of it's a lot of uh can be very overwhelming so we try and take that slow we we don't put them straight in with with a full group we we put them in by themselves at first just to have a little look around sniff around then we just introduce dogs one at a time um, usually start with calmer dogs and then and then build it up to to the more active ones um, just to see how they are and then and then after that four hours then we we have a better picture of, of how to proceed just to go back to that point point of the the introduction of the dogs that alone sometimes can take a half an hour mm. for certain dogs because we want to ensure that we are not we're not overwhelming a dog so we one of the things that we always say is we are on the dog's pace we're not on our, our pace we don't want to be forcing a dog to be doing anything or be in a, any situation that they are uncomfortable with so this is one of the reasons why we have moved to a four-day assessment instead because some dogs take a far longer time to be able to warm up um, to to the um, to the whole environment, uh, we our assessment part, our um, evaluation um, list is I think it's a, just under thirty points that we are we look at specifically to to ensure that we are picking up on the most subtle signs um, to ensure that uh, they are as happy as possible. And that's one of the reasons why we we are saying that we expect dogs to have exemplary behaviors um, specifically because at the end of the day this uh, a group environment is not a, sp a space to learn it le learn socialization it is only for dogs who are already social uh, and it's to a certain extent very unfair to expect from customers to 
expose their well well behaved exemplary behaved dogs to dogs that might not be that well behaved uh, and this is one of the reasons why we uh, our main in intentions behind this is to get to get to a place of having very little to no incidents recorded at all um, with regards to to behavior and i think i will just i just maybe caveat the the dog has to be very social i think they're more sort of like comfortable in the social environment there obviously are some dogs which like to have a quiet time they'll if you go in and look through the window you'll see a couple, there's always a couple of dogs just sitting on chairs and some wallflowers yes just chilling out watching um i know my dogs, watching the play <laughs> my dog's the same he goes straight in finds his chair in the corner and he'll sit there for most of the day and then he'll uh only get excited if, if i go in that's just that's just his character he's 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 happy to just chill and just relax instead of playing around like crazy mm. for, a, for a whole day like some of the others um, and this is this is where you have to be very sensitive sensitive to their personalities as well it does not mean they don't enjoy the daycare mm. it's just they they prefer being the wallflower watching the watching the the action happening instead of being a part of the action it's it's very similar to being to extroverts and introverts us as humans don't expect an introvert to be the 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 life of the party yet they they want to still be at the party (laughs) and it's something we we've done posts on this before on our social media about um dog sociability and it's actually research shows that it's actually the the dogs that are super sociable and friends with everyone and everything are actually in the minority. Mm. Um, whereas most dogs are a lot more selective about which dogs they play with, which people they like to be around. And that's obviously something we see in, see in our facility as well. There's some of these dogs that are maybe keep themselves to the side a bit more, they'll, they'll interact now and then with when they want to certain people and they'll, they'll decide when they want to do that. And that's, that's absolutely fine. It's nothing, never a, a concern. Um, no, it's the dogs that yes their their behavior is is not um up to standard or the dogs that just find it too stressful these are the the very luckily very few times we do have to fail an assessment um and usually the 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 question the the two questionnaires clients have to answer usually filters those out so mm-hmm. they are they are um they are removed out of the equation even before they come to our facility which um, is on paper once again um, a way for us to show that our primary primary goal and uh, aim is for the health and well-being of the dogs coming to our facility rather than getting as as many dogs as people willing to bring into the facility and crossing our fingers nothing will happen that's not what we want to aim as pet parents ourselves as well we know when things go wrong it is expensive it is unpleasant uh, and we want to do everything in our power to make sure that we avoid that at all cost Mm. um yeah so then Obviously, after that that initial the meet and greet, um, we'll then if everything's okay after that, we're we're happy to to proceed. Then, as I said, we schedule three three subsequent days of evaluation. These will just be more normal daycare days where they'll come in, spend most of a full day at least um, there, and then playing again, we'll, pa- taking we'll, part in the enrichment. Yeah, we'll still obviously, and we'll still be evaluating them. 
um, closely, and then also the, the they'll be assigned like one of the handlers um, for those days as well, where they'll start working on basic commands um, that we use in in daycare to to manage the group. So that we we're talking about sit and stays, um, collar grabs, come to touch. Um, these are just basic things that the handlers will use to to manage their groups properly during the day, and it just means they have control over what's going on. If, if maybe something happens, they, they, they know that they can they can call the dogs to touch, they can mm. make them sit and stay. Redirection is one of the most mm. important things when someone works in a group environment. Let's face them, as much as we would love, we, we like to see them as our children, our, as our fur babies, they are animals as well. And they move 300 times faster than any human being can even dream of. So with our reinforcement of redirection and calling to touch uh, and um, sit and stay exercises that helps our handlers help help the dogs understand okay if they hear these words something good's going to happen because we use treats and this is one of the things that we are incredibly proud of in our facilities we are probably one of the only i've not heard anyone any other facility actually that has a has a space safe enough where they can have food in the in the play area with the dogs and it is absolutely fine and this speaks to not only the foundation that our handlers put down by these exercises of collar grabs of um, sit and stays and, and come to touch but it also speaks to um, and um, shows the success of what force free training can do not only on a one-to-one -one basis but also on a on a group group basis and we feel that's one of the reasons that's that our facility has is m one of the safest spaces that the dogs can play in um, and that's because of our proactive proactive approach to assessment as well as training um, which we take so much pride in um, being able to to integrate into the 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 routine it is very uh, labor intensive it is costly as well but at the end of the day this is the price we this is we'd rather pay this price than the alternative which is a different price which is also going to have a negative effect on our on our customers and their experiences and sadly um, specifically the the dog's safety um, so that's one of the reasons why we have moved to such a such a some will we'll say extreme um, way of operating mm. uh, yeah so obviously after those four days um, the hope or the the idea is that we'll get to know your dog really well um, we'll know what to any if there is any sort of specific things that we maybe need to work on more or we need to be keep in mind then that's something that we can communicate with you and then go through solutions that we can use during the day to to help that um, and yeah so then it's as I said that the the handlers and the staff they know they get to know each dog um, very well individually so they know what to what they like what they don't like what they any, as I said, any, any specific sort of instructions, things like that, that we need to do. Um, mm. And as we say that, we think that leads to a really good, like safe 
environment and a fun environment for the dogs as well knowing that we can we can do all these group activities and it's and it's using it's, food where we we're confident that it's not gonna lead to any any incidents um it also leads to a great relationship with our with our clients as well where we are able to have that 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 mutual mutual communication style where if we've noticed something at the daycare we are communicating that to you if there's something that you've noticed at home as well you communicate it to us as well because the one does flow into the other the one does affect the other and we want to ensure that we are always aware always communicating and ensuring that the dogs in our care is being looked after as well as possible um so so after after the these four days uh, a lot of a lot of facilities will then say right the the assessment's over what we emphasize on as well is the fact that the assessment never ends mm -hmm. and it's so important for us to to ensure that we con continuously assess as well so that we make sure that if there is any behavioral changes we are on top of it we can evaluate what exactly is going on have that conversation with you maybe you've noticed something happening on or something has happened at a dog park uh, or so forth um, and just being able to then uh, counteract possible possible um, negative experiences or negative behavior uh, that could escalate if i can use that word yeah because ch changes happen um obviously dogs like puppies and things as they get older they go through phases teenage phases all this kind of stuff male dogs with surges of testosterone and things so there's as i say we do have to keep evaluating and on a daily basis how dogs are even if there's changes at home like we notice a lot of dogs where um maybe there's uh, a change at home like a new baby or something like that and then their behavior will shift slightly so there's maybe other things that we can do it while they're at daycare to to help with that as well and obviously work alongside um, our owners if they are doing training and things at home there's things that we can do to complement that um, just so it keeps consistent because we all know with with training and behavioral training in particular with with dogs the consistency is is key, key. Um, um, and if it's if it's happening one place but not happening somewhere else then it can sometimes mean it doesn't doesn't work as, as effectively mm -hmm. so yeah I said it's um we're always we're always looking out for these little changes in behavior sometimes it can just be like a temporary thing maybe mm -hmm. the dog is not feeling well or that's that's like that, that's or a very valid point a lot of the time we will notice during the evaluation that a dog is acting a little more abruptly or a little bit more uh, aggressively towards other dogs and a lot of the time it's just because they're not feeling well and this is one of the things that we always encourage people to understand is expecting a dog to always just be happy and fun is it is also not fair towards them just like us having off days sometimes they are allowed to have as well they are allowed to to not always feel feel well and this is one of the reasons why we do we welcome dogs giving us calming signals we welcome dogs growling we welcome dogs showing their teeth we welcome dogs yawning which is uh, it's a very su subtle uh, calming signal that a lot of people don't actually know is is a sign of a dog saying that they are uncomfortable 
Um, and that's one of the things that we encourage. And this actually flows into the force-free um, way of doing things because we do believe dogs communicate to us and it's our job to jobs to then look at the situation around the dog and try and figure out why is this dog uncomfortable where a lot of other types of training what happens is those calming signals the growling the showing teeth is trained out of them so like a fire alarm the battery is removed so a dog is very far more prone to then go from zero to a hundred and we wouldn't know why and this is one of the reasons why it's so important for us to ensure that both us and the dogs are on the same page with regards to to the force free way of training um, so th this is this has been an amazing first podcast video podcast that we we went through if there is any questions that you have um, that's arisen from listening to this please feel free to to comment um, or to send us an email uh, to to send us a whatsapp as well the information will be available to you um, we thank you for listening thank you alex for for this awesome video that we've compilated and we're we're, we're really excited and looking forward to making quite a a few more of these on a very frequent basis and if you have any topics that you you'd be interested to, to see let us know um, so obviously for future we can we can talk about the things that, that matter to, to you guys as well and to a certain um, extent you'll help us as well because we, we speak so much about it we need an outlet yeah. <laughs> all right have a good day further okay. bye